Welcome to Interchain FM, where we dive into the frontier of the blockchain space. We're now in the third generation of blockchain tech, where a burgeoning multi-chain ecosystem is about to explode into what we call the decentralized web. Where Ethereum is to the mainframe computing era of the internet, Cosmos is to the PC era. If you're seeking alpha in the Cosmos ecosystem, look no further. This is the destination for your exponential learning experience. Interchain FM is where you can get the download on all of the high signal projects building bridges to one another and how you can participate in the future of the internet. We're here with Valentin uh, Paleo, I hope I pronounced yeah, no, it. Valeo, yeah, that's Valeo. my online name. Yeah, Valentin Valeo from Quasar. So wh why don't you give us an idea about what the project is about and what your background is? Sure. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening in, by the way. Uh, yeah, Quasar.fi is our project um, coming up pretty soon now. We're in testnet, so you haven't missed out if you haven't heard about it yet. But we are essentially building uh, one of the first yield aggregators on the Cosmos ecosystem. And we are specifically designing it around IBC and interchain accounts so that value capture across chain is going to be much more streamlined and users are going to have a one-stop shop to essentially invest into whatever the Cosmos ecosystem has to offer. And we're bundling this into a treasury you can stake into that runs the only index strategy in the all of Cosmos ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm sitting here with you today is because our first vault is going to launch on osmosis quite soon. That's very exciting. So, yeah, you leached some alpha at Osmo, uh, OsmoCon, which was only a couple of days ago, but it's going to be, uh, you know, a long time ago after yeah. this, uh, this podcast goes live. So, yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about what was disclosed there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've been working on this for the last eight months, um, pretty stealth, honestly. We haven't really had any marketing engagement. Um, however, we've definitely made it our priority to kind of get into the ecosystem. And we are also co-developing things like IBC queries, which are probably going to be live for the time you hear this. Um, so what I was able to disclose is essentially that we have a T, um, ETA for our testnet probably in two weeks or when you listen to this, depending on when, uh, mid of mid of June is probably going to be uh, the testnet live. And then we're going to have mainnet around September, hopefully, with the first strategies running so that users can finally uh, experience a cosmos that is akin to a single blockchain user experience with the extended possibilities of the IBC-enabled network. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about your yield aggregation protocol. Yeah. yeah, how does it work? How are strategies implemented? Who's coming up with the strategies? So yeah, absolutely. So uh, the way that we designed this is essentially we are our own app chain. So we have our own validator set. Uh, we made that conscious decision to make sure that we are unbiased and we are not necessarily attached to another network as our main home, essentially. Um, and then what we did is we are using Cosm Wasm smart contracts that are going to be the independently governed vaults. And we are building the infrastructure to enable those smart contracts to run strategies on all other IBC-enabled chains. On top of that, we are also working on uh, enabling multi-hop. That's a module that Strangelove is currently developing. There are some issues there left to be, to be figured out. But once that happens, the way it would work for the end users, they just stake uh, Quasar or Atom or Osmo or whatever asset we allow on our platform into the specific vault. And then the rest happens automatically. So the token transfer across IBC happens automatically, even across multiple chains if necessary. Um, the strategies are going to run automatically or 
managed by a team. So that kind of segues into the, the question you had about who actually does the strategies. So we're going to have a couple sets of vaults. We're going to have, I would say, the Quasar.fi branded vaults that are going to be managed internally. So those are the vaults where we can specifically look at what we believe the ecosystem needs and kind of put the yield they're going to generate on the, as a second priority and not the main priority. For instance, um, we see that there's a lot of liquidity needed in so-called desired trading pairs, which we believe are, uh, there's liquidity missing there to onboard new users into the Cosmos ecosystem. If someone wants to come in, more, a lot of the liquidity is in the Osmo token, which showcases good tokenomics on your end, but we need to also add a lot of liquidity in projects that new users want to onboard into, right? And if we, as the project, consolidate the liquidity and allow that to flow into those desired trading pairs, we can create a feedback loop for new users to consider Cosmos their home and to consider Osmosis a more full AMM in a way. So a lot of these vaults are going to be managed by us internally. Now then we're going to have a set of what I would consider the kind of labeled, white-labeled uh, white vaults which are vaults where we're going to have um, either a grants program or an incentivized program for independent teams to create vault strategies that we think are needed for our index. So if you wanted to buy uh, Ethereum today, you would essentially run a network-wide strategy already because you benefit from the growth of the Ethereum ecosystem building the coin that's used as gas. You don't have that privilege in Cosmos. If you buy Atom, you're just investing into Cosmos Hub. You're not really investing into the growth of the entire ecosystem. So we are looking at different value generating DeFi products in the Cosmos ecosystem that we believe should be part of our index, should be part of the investment if you consider uh, there to be growth in the future for Cosmos, right? So these are going to be the second set of vaults. And the third set of vaults are the completely independent, uh, independently governed, have nothing to do with us. We uh, don't have any restrictions on who wants to build what on any chain. Um, I mean, needless to say, all of the vaults are going to be independently governed. It's just the relationship from them to uh, the Quasar Labs team is going to be different. Um, so definitely the biggest challenge for us is to create an incentive mechanism for those independent teams to build strategies. Specifically, given that this is very novel in the Cosmos ecosystem, um, this is going to be one of the harder challenges for us to solve. All right. Can you just elaborate more about how your index works? Yeah. So um, the way we've designed this is that um, we, we had some conversation with the Euron team to figure out and to learn from them what kind of first steps they took to build a yield aggregator, given that they're definitely the most successful and the first um, example in the space. And the way it works is that there is a 2% management fee, essentially, that goes into the platform. So either in Jörn's case to Jörn or in our case to securing our chain and to fund our operations. And then there's going to be a certain set of split between the people that stake or deposit into the actual vaults that are going to receive uh, by far the biggest amount of the profits because they are the capital providers. And then there's going to be a cut that is going to flow into the treasury, which is going to be the basis for our index. So let's say we have 15 vaults. 
all of them generate revenue. 10%, 15% of that revenue goes into the vault, uh, into the treasury. Anyone that stakes into our treasury then receives those profits. It's just a way of consolidating the flow of capital into a singular investment vehicle, which is essentially the strategy that we are following through the entire philosophy process, that it is way too complicated to invest into Cosmos, for especially for novel uh, users. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of the things we're doing is just the flow of capital consolidated into a singular uh, spaces. And then another cut is going to be a strategist cut. That's something that we definitely talked with Jörn about and they gave us a lot of good ideas on how to structure that specifically so that there is an ongoing incentive mechanism to keep strategies not only up to date but also efficient. So if you wouldn't offer ongoing profits for strategists, the incentives to create vaults are very low. This way you basically would allow anyone to become a sort of hedge fund manager and run whatever strategy they feel fit in. Um, and what Jörn has shown is that if you do that very successfully, you can even have entire teams managing a vault. Yeah. So that is kind of the, the end goal of uh, the active management process. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast to tell you about Interchain FM Stake. Interchain FM is not only a podcast, but also a steakhouse. IFM Steak is a premium, sushi-grade steakhouse running on Osmosis, Umi, and Comdex. If you get your alpha from this podcast, show us some love by delegating to Interchain FM Steak. Quasar is the Cosmos answer to Yearn Protocol. Um, of Ethereum? It's, it's, it's a yearn with a very big spin specifically for the needs and the use cases and also the way that Cosmos needs to be approached because of the novel challenges but also novel opportunities it offers. So um, we definitely, there's a reason why we talk with yearn because I'm currently trying to figure out um, incentive alignment with them. This is kind of slight alpha. I mean, there's nothing confirmed. Um, nothing is definitely set in stone, but it is in my personal interest to have a relationship with Yearn, um, given the fact that they probably won't expand to Cosmos and we are much more familiar with the mm -hmm. issues that Cosmos has. So it's just a very natural um, kind of... I don't want to throw out the word partnership because it's very overused in the Cosmos space, but it's definitely of interest to be in touch from both parties regarding that. Um, when it comes to Jörn, we can't copy-paste their contracts. That doesn't work. Even with Cosmos, we can't just... Uh, it, it's, it's not just you know, translating between, I would say, Dutch and German. Right? It is much more a translation between Japanese and German. There is essentially a complete overhaul of what you can take from them. But nonetheless... Um, it is, it is a given that there's a lot that we can learn from them, especially when it comes to how they grew the ecosystem and fostered relationships with potential strategists. So in some regard, if we can allow them to benefit from our growth, we could get access to potentially um, you know, the knowledge of the only people in this entire space that can basically give us or explain us a blueprint as to how they grew the biggest uh, yield aggregator that mm -hmm. Cosmo, um, Ethereum has to offer. Okay, and how did they grow their strategist team, so to speak? So, um, I won't go into too much detail there because I think a lot of that stuff is like not necessarily something that I'm authorized to share. But it is um, what I can say is that they tried a lot of things and also changed the things that they were trying. Um, so, they, they definitely have a lot of a trial and error. Uh, experience in that regard but it was it, it's basically just a balancing act between how much do you give the people the deposit and how much do you give the strategists and also how do you design who gets what 
Well, how do you decide who becomes strategist? So in uh, in our case, it's going to be permissionless. So anyone can become a strategist, mm -hmm. right? Um, it is up to them to create success so that people deposit capital into it. Is there a chicken and egg problem? A little bit, but we think that we solved it quite well with the um, incentives we're going to give to strategists to kind of get going. Um, Again, this is not set in stone, but things that are currently going through our team's uh, brainstorming phase is um, essentially we have a lot of Terra developers that are coming over, right, after the implosion of Terra. And given that it's a Cosmos enabled chain, we see a lot of talent coming from there um, that would be capable to create strategies. So we have uh, an amount of developers that need a new home, that speak the language we need them to speak, and that probably want um, monetary help very fast. So there's an idea for us to, let's say, for example, offset initial risk by offering a set amount of money for specific vaults that we want to be made. If those vaults pass our QA process and pass our security process and pass our process of um, do they fit into the philosophy of what we want in the index, the team would be front, basically given that grant or given that, that amount of capital, and it would be repaid by the vault if it creates value. So the risk is not at the team. It is we are putting our money where our mouth is. If we, we pay them to create a strategy, if it fails, it's on us. If it doesn't fail, we get our money back. And after that, the initial team that created the vault gets the rest of the strategist revenue because we obviously want them to keep being incentivized to improve strategies in the long run. So that, for instance, is some of the, in the incentives that we are looking at. What are the tokenomics of this protocol? It would make a lot of sense for people to kind of check out the website and our Notion for more details. Um, Quasar.fi and Notion is going to be linked there. But to kind of give a top-line overview, um, it was my philosophy to make sure that the Quasar token doesn't decrease the user experience. I think a lot of tokens kind of fail at that. They put themselves in a way hostile between what the user wants to do and uh, the end result. You kind of have to go through their token, which in a lot of cases is very justified. But in our case specifically, because we are so, I would say, directly going for non-DeFi users and directly going for people that have not been in the crypto space before, we feel like that would be very unsettling if they would kind of have to buy some asset they don't really understand. So there's a couple mechanisms that we created. Let's say you have a user coming in that wants to generate a vault. The only engagement they would have to have with the Quasar tokens, they would have to lock up a certain amount as a kind of deposit. Capital injection. Exactly. We're not speaking about uh, huge amounts of money here, just kind of to make sure we don't have a million vaults and 99% are dead. It's just kind of initial in, um, deposit to make sure that people actually... Um, don't create junk walls, that we have actual quality. Is there a minimum? Um, those numbers have not been fully fledged out, to be honest. Um, so that's the only engagement that someone that builds a vault has to have with the Quasar token. Beyond that, it's all optional. When it comes to the end user that deposits or uses our protocol, they also only have to use the Quasar token if they want to make use of our index strategy. Because it is proprietary to the amount of vaults we have, we have to incentivize and align the um, the vision of the protocol with Quasar token holders and people staking into the treasury. So the, the way it would work is you would deposit one of the assets that we would allow, let's say Atom or Osmo coin, um, and maybe in the future we have some stable coins coming in right after Terra. 
If you go into the treasury, those will be auto-swapped for Quasar, and the Quasar tokens are going to be auto-delegated to validators to the same percentages that um, the validators had beforehand, so we don't include bias, so we don't have a bias towards validators. Now, what this means is the user clicks two buttons, and is already running an index strategy of the entire Cosmos ecosystem. They can choose in which token they want to be paid out in. They don't have to be paid out in Quasar. Now, how many they're going to be able to choose, again, that is not set in stone yet because we're still developing. But it is definitely my goal to allow users to get the token back they deposited in the revenue. So if you deposit Atom with us, you get Atom back, right? Um, and then the tokens, the Quasar tokens being auto-delegated, immediately secure the chain, which is kind of the number one priority for us, given that if we really want to become the home of capital and investment opportunities moving forward, there's a very clear number one priority, and then the rest, right? The, the number one priority being security, and the rest kind of follows well beyond that. Um, and we also make sure that users coming in and having exposure to the Quasar token, which in that case they have to, are immediately protected from inflation and emissions. We're not pretending that that is yield they create, right, because it is inflation, um, but they are automatically receiving it, so they're not being diluted if they go through our index. So that is kind of the, the only two places where a user would have to engage with the Quasar token. If someone wants to deposit into a vault, there is no Quasar involved. If someone has an Atom vault and they want Atom to be deposited, you don't have to have Quasar. So that is, that is kind of very important for me. Um, yeah, just to make sure that people don't kind of don't look over our protocol and move to another place, just saying, oh, you know, I don't want to be exposed to that coin. I don't understand, the, you know, I don't know what they're building. I don't know how legit the team is, what the tokenomics of Quasar, when is the unlocking period, how, what the DVC is doing. That, that should not be the concern of a huge amount of our investors. They should only be concerned with how and which strategies they want to put their money in or if they want to deposit into the index. In, in a way, to wrap this entire thing up, um, I'm trying to build a product that we can recommend our parents. And that is a huge goal in DeFi, given the risk vectors that we have to face like front and back, right? I'm not saying that we're going to get there in a year, but that is certainly, honestly, my goal. Um, for instance, seeing uh, that there is like some exploits with bridges happening, I'm not going to be very interested in using them synthetics or allowing that because I feel like you give up almost everything the blockchain uh, stands for the second you use uh, kind of permission bridges, right, and singular points of contact. I'm also going to make sure that we have an insurance partner. We're currently talking with Nexus Mutual. We are not sure if we qualify because they haven't insured a Cosmos project yet. Um, oh, in case no one, someone doesn't know them, they're essentially a decentralized uh, mutual, a decentralized insurance fund. So you can insure uh, DeFi products um, and they take a percentage of the yield. So it is very interesting um, for me to make sure that the, the Quasar vaults and maybe the kind of index vaults have the ability for users to choose to get insurance on them, even if it cuts into their yield. Because I would definitely be much more comfortable telling my parents to invest if I know that they can have actual insurance on the product. You went through a whole lot right there. Let's just break down your potential users mm -hmm. and how you see them interacting with the project. First set of users, validators. Pretty simple. Um, we want to have as many validators as possible. We have a big amount of um, staking rewards set aside from our tokens. I think, if I'm not mistaken, 10 or 20%. Um, and we're going we're gonna to actually uh, take a book out of your playbook and do a thirdening. We, we really like that that system. Um, so yeah, validators, I mean, it's going to be the same engagement with any other Cosmos ecosystem app chain. We're not really trying to be different there. Um, 
standard requirements for, uh, for validators. Um, one thing that in the future is going to change in engagement is we, we do want a clear pipeline to more decentralization. So maybe at some point in the future, once we, we can confidently say that our chain is very robust and has been <laughs> audited a dozen times, um, security again, huge concern for me. We're currently being audited by Halborn. By the time you see this, you're probably going to see our results. And then have a, a pipeline for validators to take more initiative into the actual protocol. Second user is going to be the current Cosmos users, the people that actually use Cosmos right now, the, the DeFi and the, um, I would say the, the, the crypto natives. We expect them to be the two groups of people, one of them turn into strategists that are going to actively manage the vaults and create strategies, and the second one to be going directly into specific vaults and maybe even manage the capital very uh, actively and switch between different vault strategies depending on what they see in the market. Um, for those, the user experience is going to be, as aforementioned, deposit into a vault you like, leave your money there, uh, take your money out, put it in another vault, or lock up some Quasar tokens, create a strategy, use our framework for the vaults, basically adjust them to how much you want, um, and then independently govern and have proposals to adjust strategies moving forward. So that's kind of the second user group, the big DeFi users. In the third one, which is going to be the hardest to tap, but also the biggest potential for Cosmos, Osmosis, and um, the entire space, and for us, is retail investors. And for those, the entire premise is user experience, user experience, user experience, sure. and nothing else. Um, the way we're currently designing our front end is that you don't realize it's a crypto project. And we kind of want to keep it the same way. Uh, sure, if you want to, you know, check out the uh, Cosmos scan, you want to check out transactions, you want to see on-chain data, all of that will be available. It's just going to be tucked away in a way that the, the average user doesn't get exposed to that if they don't want to. You guys are doing that quite well. I feel like if you use uh, Osmosis for swapping, you don't necessarily feel like uh, this is a Curve Finance product, right? It's, it's much easier to use. Um, for that user group, the user experience is going to be predominantly stake into our treasury and that's it you don't do more you get exposure to the index you get exposure to the ecosystem you provide capital into strategies and you're auto securing our chain you're doing everything we want you to do with two clicks and you don't expect you to do anything more and in the future we're going to have some services uh, attached to the treasury maybe even you know enable users to use osmosis swaps right on quasar so then they don't even need to change the site and leave the site maybe allow some bonding mechanisms akin to uh, Olympus DAO so that they can uh, buy Quasar for a discount and feed the treasury with what we consider strategic assets. Um, so there's going to be some of those aspects that the end user is going to engage with. But the, the pipeline is stake in the treasury and then hopefully in the future we're going to have a fiat on-ramp so that it basically looks like buy Quasar or buy Atom, stake, done. Mm -hmm. It should be as easy as buying a stock. That's kind of what we're going for. Um, yeah, so, so that's like the three user groups and how we're designing around them. Excellent. Thank you for the breakdown. With regards to the Fiat on-ramp, mm -hmm. do you have any comments about Cato? Because they're they're integrating an on-ramp with Osmosis right now. Is there a potential for collaboration with them? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, generally speaking, we, we definitely value users that have proven, uh, not users, sorry, projects that have proven to deliver. And we, we definitely value also uh, projects that are kind of in the Cosmos ecosystem. So I haven't engaged with them yet, I have to admit. I haven't really talked with them yet. But if there is a fiat on-ramp being built natively into Cosmos or in Osmosis, then like 
we are more than just mildly interested. Is there anything else that you want to announce or inform our listeners about Quasar? Any <clears throat> alpha that you could leak? There's going to be much more public engagement um, from Quasar's side. We've just had a marketing agency onboarded, so we're going to have much more content, uh, much more updates and uh, much more public uh, kind of uh, connection to, to the community moving forward so you're going to get a lot more information from us I think I ha can't leak more than I've already leaked uh, we finished our fundraise I guess that's a leak but we are not announcing the leads yet we're not announcing everything yet before it's completely wrapped up so you're going to get some information on that soon um, we also I think it's not really an announcement but I think it's important for uh, potential investors and users in our ecosystem moving forward we are a lean team we have seven people. We're probably going to go into 10. And I see the bear market going on for a much longer time. Mm -hmm. So we are definitely very uh, runway focused. So uh, don't expect us to be gone anytime soon. We are in it for the long run. And we're going to go for slow and steady and robust growth. And we're not trying to have a hype train come and leave our station before we blink. So if anyone wants to find out more, Quasar.fi is our domain. Uh, Quasar Finance on, on Twitter. You're going to get all the official links on our website. And um, there's going to be an interview of me published, I think, probably around the time this podcast publishes, right? From the, from the OsmoCon conference. Um, yeah, I would say that's kind of the extent of what I can, I can share. <laughs> <laughs> See you around. Thanks for tuning in to Interchain FM. As always, I will read through the pages of white papers and condense only the alpha for you in a one hour long digest. Be sure to subscribe to Chango and Chain's YouTube channel to be up to date about the latest technology and never miss a live streamed episode.